0: Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome to MLB Extras, the Oakland Athletics edition. I am Allison Footer, and I'm Jane Lee, who, of course, covers the A's all year round and Jane help me out here because you know that I uh I really like those A's and I love the Bay Area and I think Oakland is really cool. And so I read this article about their latest plans for their new ballpark that they have unveiled this beautiful plan. Um to build and open a ballpark in 2023. And I don't want to get too excited about this because of what has happened in the past. So talk me down from the ledge, explain this to me, and let's tell the fans exactly what they can expect from this latest proposal.
1: Yes, I'm glad that you are realistic, um, because for newbies um, who, you know, don't know much about the A's recent history with um, trying to find a new ballpark, it is extensive. Um, I mean, this has been going on for a very long time. Yesterday's revealing um, of, of these just stunning um, renderings, ballpark renderings. I mean, they are absolutely gorgeous, but they are not the first ballpark renderings we have seen come from the A's. Um, there has been a series of them, and of course, um, so many plans have just collapsed. So this is their latest, and you know, each time <laughs> they they roll a new one out, um, there's there's that hope and excitement. Um, but also, you know, a little skepticism and rightfully so, um, just because of what's gone on in the past. Um, But this plan here, I mean, this is kind of it, at least they hope it to be because a year ago, um, you know, they had nailed down um, this, this one Oakland site near downtown, um and and with an elaborate announcement i mean they were gung-ho on this site by laney college um it was going to be near lake Merritt. um everyone was thrilled and within two months of the announcement it it was a just a dead dead deal um nothing came of it and so here we are again um with a different proposed site near downtown um near Jacqueline and square on the waterfront um And, and like you said, and I mentioned, I mean, it's, it's beautiful The the renderings are gorgeous. I mean, if anything, we know that they're, they have a good artist with them right now. Um, but nothing really has changed as far as, you know, them having this, um, having a concrete plan. It's just, it's not in place right now. Um, you know even after yesterday's press conference um which it was all no it was encouraging to see that um oakland's mayor libby Schaff was present because all these people have never been in the same room together um you know in front of the media so that was a good step showing that yes everyone is on the same page the city wants this the a's want this um but there is a lot to be worked out the a's don't own the site um and and I should mention that with this ballpark plan, um, it's kind of twofold. They want to also retain the Coliseum site and kind of turn it into a multi-use vicinity for the public, um, a community site. Um, and in the same breath, they want to use that that site um, to gain um, resources to buy the ballpark site. Um, So it all kind of goes hand in hand. You need the Coliseum site for the ballpark Um, and they don't own either site. So there are deals to be worked out there. Um, it sounded like there is progress being made toward those deals, but until they own the site, I mean, none of this really matters. Um, and that's what we were saying last year with the other site. They didn't own that land. They never ended up getting that land. Um, so we shall see if they're able to get this land. And beyond that, I mean, um, there's just a, a host of issues. Um, you know, they're trying to basically fit this, you um, this ballpark onto this industrial port, which um, (laughs) there's, there's just so much to be worked out. So um, I think everyone's hopeful. Um, Obviously a lot of work to be done and, you know, hopefully they do get it done because ACE fans deserve it. Oakland deserves it. They've already seen, um, you know, they know that the Raiders are departing for Vegas. The Warriors are leaving for San Francisco. Um, So the worst thing would be, you know, their, their last team that they have to, you know, also maybe be on the way out.
0: Yeah, I would think that that last part, um, and I wanted to ask you about that, it's got to be a motivating factor. I mean, it's got to be a gut punch. There's a uh, rivalry between the Oakland side and the San Francisco side and to see the Warriors uh, leaving the Oakland side has to be uh, just, uh, they just have to be very unhappy about that. And I would think that that so the A's have this golden opportunity, uh, so to speak, to come in and really uh, establish themselves as like the one main sports team in town, I guess, at this point. And that, that would seem like a, a motivator to get a ballpark built. Exactly.
1: And that's why um, for some time now, um, you know, they've been pushing the, this motto rooted in Oakland. Um, you know, they want to be that team that remains there. Um, I mean, the the mayor, Mayor Libby Schaff, I mean, for her to have two teams leave under her watch has to be pretty unsettling. So I think it's in her best interest, as well as obviously everyone in the community, um, to do what they can to keep the A's. And the fact that, you know, she has their interests in mind um, and her own, um bodes well for them because you know the last thing you need um are competing interests um but it does seem like everyone um you know a a lot of people i shouldn't say everyone but a lot of people are on the same page and it's just kind of getting um you know the majority of the community on board because you know a lot of them were on board with their last site so um you know it's not just logistics on and finances. It, it really is, you know, getting, getting everyone to agree that, you know, this team needs to stay here. And, um, the best way for them to do that is at this site.
0: Oh, I hope it works out. Yeah. Those renderings are unbelievable. I looked at that ballpark drawing. I'm like, sign me up 34,000 seats. It looks so intimate. Of course, the, the weather is beautiful. Um, it looks like such a cool, a cool shape to the seating area. And, um, yeah, it, it, it really does look amazing. I think anybody who would look at that would obviously want that to be built, which I guess is why they have these artists doing these writings.
1: <laughs> yes, very impressive artists, if anything.
0: <laughs> I, uh, you can't get anything past me. I am that astute. Um, let's move on to something a little bit more for sure. It looks like Kyler Murray, who um, is a two-sport athlete right now, has committed to basically becoming a one-sport athlete um, in the near future. So he... he um, was drafted by the A's and signed for $5 million. And he's also a Heisman Trophy uh, uh, candidate. So this is a quarterback from University of Oklahoma who is really, really good and probably could go play for the NFL. But it seemed like when the A's signed him, they had had an idea of what he wanted his future to be. And he's – He's kind of made that a little bit more concrete in uh, more recent weeks, correct?
1: Yeah. I mean, when they drafted him in June, part of the agreement was that he could return to Oklahoma for one final football season. Um, And, you know, I don't know that a lot of – teams would have agreed to such a deal because it's obviously extremely risky. Um, And that's why I think a lot of people are surprised to see him go as high as he did with the A's. Um, But they think that he is an extremely gifted athlete. um, And, you know, you've seen it just watching him on the on the football field and you know, I know there's been a lot of speculation just because of the season eight he is having um, matching, you know, perhaps surpassing expectations going into the season, um, being a Heisman candidate, um, you know, leading them to the they have their big 12 title game this weekend. Um, uh, I mean, you know, you, you have to wonder, like, OK, now that he's got a taste of this, you know, finally the starting quarterback, you know, he has to be thinking you know, what if? What could my future look like um, in football as opposed to baseball? You know, he's probably riding this high right now. Um, but he was asked about it this week, and you know, he he said, as of now, that's the plan. So um, you know, it, it sounds like he's sticking to it, and I know that um, his agent. Uh, you know, super agent Scott Boris, um, was asked about it a month ago. And, um, you know, he said he's, he's a loyal man. He's, you know, committed to Oklahoma right now, but he's also committed to the A's. And I mean, if all goes according to plan, he will be in spring training, um, you know, after the season ends. So we'll see, um, you know, I still think there's, um, there's obviously room for him to change his mind, but, um, I would think that you know he, he got a nearly five million dollar signing bonus with the A's. Um, and there's a lot of money to be had you know with them down the line as well. So I'm not sure that he would pass that up.
0: Yeah, and I would think that's risky obviously from an, a potential injury standpoint that he's continuing to play football, but the, I mean the A's, quite frankly, are a team that they can't really miss on the draft. I mean I you know a first round draft pick to to have somebody who may or may not actually want to play. Um, even if he's indicated that he definitely wants to play baseball, that is still, that's something you can't mess up if you're the A's. I mean, it's really, you can't mess up any draft for, you know, all 30 teams. I mean, that is your bread and butter and how you live, but for the A's with their restricted payrolls and the fact that they have to kind of replenish every three, four years. So this is, this is a big risk for them bigger maybe than other teams. It's
1: yeah, it's a huge risk. Um, and I can't imagine. I'm sure they were watching, you know, every one of his football games and just holding their breath. Um, So I really can't imagine that feeling. But yeah, this is a team, especially um, right now when they have finally restocked their system, they feel like they have, you know, a strong system in place um, and they want to keep it that way. They know um, that if they're going to have sustained success, um, you know, a lot of their talent has to be homegrown. Um, And that's why it's been, you know, so cool to see what they've done here recently and, Their buddy and stars, you know, Matt Chapman, Matt Olson, um, guys like that, they are homegrown. Um, And so I think that they, you know, kind of want to continue that trend just because in recent years, it's been about um, trading a lot of those guys. Right. For. um, And and I think that they their minor league system, it just kind of lost stock for a little bit and they had to work hard and make some trades that people didn't like. Uh, But now you're kind of seeing it all come together. Um, And so I think that, you know, them seeing what they can do, um, you know, they, they want to just kind of keep doing that. Um, And like you said, that all starts with the draft. Yeah,
0: absolutely. So as we uh, inch toward the winter meetings, of course, there's the deadline to tender players uh, within the organization to uh, to contracts, and uh, they call it the non-tender deadline, but I like to kind of call it the tender deadline. Um, And uh, so what can you tell us about what the A's might be doing? They do have some decisions to make, and I guess they... They solidified one decision by signing Josh Fegley to a one-year contract. So that's done. But what about some of these other arbitration-eligible players?
1: Yeah, there's a lot of them. Um, Mm -hmm. There are 13, um, and I guess you could say they're now down to 12 um, since they locked up Fegley. And I know that there was a little speculation about Fegley maybe being a non-tender candidate, but... Uh, I think if everyone remembers, the A's are de- desperate need of catchers, so it would not have made sense for them to get rid of one that um, has been really valuable for them. Kind of under the radar guy, um, more a platoon role, but defensively um, has been very good for them. Um, the pitching staff loves him, so it's definitely good to see him back. Um, the big names left. I think the most intriguing one um, is going to be Mike Fires. Um obviously pitched well for the A's when he came over from Detroit in August um and you know you know the way he pitches five ball pitcher the Coliseums a perfect fit for him but um it, it seems like he's projected to make about 10 million dollars um, next year and I'm just not sure that the A's you know are ready to to give that to him um you know maybe that's that's not I guess you know these days a lot of money for a starting pitcher but you know, when you're the A's, that, that is a good chunk of change. And especially when you know you're already, you know, having to save a lot of that dough for Chris Davis, um, who I think he's expected to earn close to $18 million. I mean, they just don't pay players that kind of money. But Chris Davis is getting his money. So from there, you kind of have to pick and choose. Um and so I think right now they must really be evaluating what's on the open market and, you know, decide, is there a better option? Um, is there a better way to spend that money than by retaining fires? Um, so he's a big one. Um, Kendall Graveman's on the list. And, you know, I would not be surprised if they non-tendered him, unfortunately. Um, He's been their opening day, starter the last couple of years, but ran into some injury issues. And right now he's rehabbing from Tommy John surgery. So I would expect them to non-tender him. Um, and those are kind of the, the biggest names, maybe Liam Hendricks. Um, I think, you know, him having done so well in that opener role we saw um, in the second half, um, I think maybe he could stay. And, um, you know, most of the other guys, um, you know, I mentioned Chris Davis, um, Marcus Simeon, Blake Trinan, Sean Minaya, um, guys like that who are, are eligible. I mean, those guys are definitely being tendered a contract, um, but there are some interesting cases. So something to keep an eye on this week.
0: Yeah, this is always a very interesting time of the year for the athletics because they have to, uh, like you said, I mean, they just they're always going to have a ton of arbitration eligible players. That's just the way these guys are built. So uh, we'll keep our eye on that. And thanks, Jane. Thanks for everybody for listening to MLB Extras, the Oakland A's edition. We'll talk to you next time.